It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, and for some completely unknown reason, you have found yourself listening to Goes Without Saying with Seffi and Wing. Hi Wing. Congratulations everyone. Hi Seffi. We get heavy in this episode, guys. We get quite deep, so be prepared for that is all I'll say. I think we get quite real in this one, in that we kind of... Mm. It's good, you'll see, you'll see what happens. We're talking about friendship, loneliness. It's authentic, it's deep, it's real. All those buzzwords that I personally would be looking for, I would feel quite fulfilled in this. And all the things that would turn me away from a podcast and think, self-indulgent, okay, no. (laughs) We're going to make you confront some questions within yourself, the darkness of your heart and your soul. It's big darkness vibes and that is really stunning. We're talking about friendship, loneliness, fake friends and something else. I can't remember what the other word was that we used in our little description. Isolation. Isolation. Oh, that's quite good because it plays on lockdown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we did that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We're clever. Because people on Apple Podcasts be typing in isolation. isolation. This will be coming to the top of the list. We're clever. We're marketing. There we go. Well, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did, even though it's painful. <laughs> enjoy. So one that I wanted to start with, because I feel like this is so common and I've seen people make this mistake and I probably have made this mistake and it's just fucking huge and just leads to loneliness, which we're not fucking having. So someone wrote in saying, I know I have friends, but sometimes I have this inescapable loneliness because when I'm overwhelmed, I forget to reach out and then I'm stuck wondering why no one texts first. And I just think this is such a telltale sign of people getting stuck in this cycle of like, oh my God, no one's texting me first. And then also you never reach out. You wonder why no one else reaches out to you. And then you almost set this rule for yourself that's like, okay, well, I'm never texting this person first. And I'll just like, wait and see if they ever text me. And if they never text me, then they never cared. But actually you're Mm. you're just torturing yourself endlessly because they do care and you care. So fucking text them. That's definitely a big thing at the moment, isn't it? Like when you, it's like viral tweets, Mm -hmm. like every single, like kind of every 10 viral tweets, there's one that says, I'm not texting anyone anymore. And then I never heard anything. And that's when I knew I had, (laughs) I I give more in my friendships than everyone else, blah, blah, blah. It's so self-indulgent. But do you do that? I think I've definitely done it before. Do you do it currently? No, because I know that it's toxic. Mm. It's quite a mad behavior to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to, if I want an outcome, I'm just going to do nothing and they will make that happen for me but I have no part in it and that proves that then they care about me it doesn't prove anything you know what it reminds me of 
which this is really like really stupid random crazy niche story is it from harry potter no it's when i was like kind of six years old like in primary school oh wow really just random you know when you remember weird things but then when you become like an adult you look back on them and you can put them into like real world perspective and you're like shit <laughs> okay that was weird yeah god i was mad yeah i don't know what had happened i must have like fallen over i must have like knocked into someone someone like knocked into me whatever blah 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 and i was a very well-mannered child and i would be like oh, please thank you sorry etc etc i had a bit of a social experiment which <laughs> does kind of make sense <laughs> but i was like let me just pace the playground bit of a dumbledore let me just pace he's in his office pacing yeah he does that often <laughs> he does that a lot <laughs> i was like let me walk from this part of the playground one side of the tarmac to the other you must have looked mad yeah and i'm just gonna walk in a straight line and i'll just see how many people bump into me even though they can see me coming that was this was my kind of um what the hell <laughs> my kind of weird um darren brown moment that i was yeah. like i thought i was gonna kind of come to the conclusions of like um kind of civility and humanity mm. you're like if people care about me they will yeah exactly and i think kind of i don't know like probably two people bumped into me and didn't really think much of it and that was that <laughs> what do you mean bumped in like as in they start a conversation with you well just imagine i just thought i'm gonna walk from a to b and not meander i'm not gonna move out of the way for anyone if anything i'm the arsehole i'm walking <laughs> in a straight line <laughs> up and down that must have looked at yeah. you're honestly pacing widths lengths of the of the field and all of the kind of tea all of the like playground assistants the teachers were thinking is she all right um and i wasn't all right <laughs> i was bizarre yeah probably with like a really somber serious facial expression yes. like this is a mission absolutely like this is the most serious if i could have had my walkman on me playing kind of lamar <laughs> or kind of girls aloud um fucking whatever that one sad song was on their um what will the neighbor say album for example oh my god i would have had that playing but isn't it funny that we just wait for the world to happen to us and you think that that's such a clever test and i think people still do that now in the metaphorical sense of walking up and down your school field <laughs> and hoping oh my god people if people care about me they will bump into me and then if, if they don't if people are good people this is my kind of test and also it's like you'll find the evidence for whatever so say that people bump into you it's like oh well only two people bumped into me and if no one bumped into you it's world ending it's like oh my god no one cares about me but if a few people did it doesn't really mean anything No, the thing was that people... I, I was hoping my kind of what's it called like my hypothesis was like good people will move out of the way and bad like ill-mannered people will not move out of the way basically I'm a psychopath never answer any of the polls that I do on the story because god knows what I'm collecting this data for like I'm just judging oh I see I thought it was like okay so people will talk to me no you wanted to see if people will move for you yes oh you're really mad you're really insane it's kind of Jesus Christ I'm kind of I'm kind of um, breaking the ocean I'm walking on water yeah you're kind of parting the red sea (laughs) exactly exactly that basically first of all don't do that and second of all don't wait for people to text you first if you want to talk to someone talk to them i think it's one of the most self-flagellating self-torturing behaviors that we do in that it's like we want to talk to someone there's there's a text that needs to be sent you're thinking okay i'm feeling lonely i feel like i've got no friends i've got some friends here that i could talk to and you think but they haven't texted me in a while and it's like yeah because they're not thinking about you in the same way that because you're obsessing kind of well they've got shit going on too this is what i mean yeah and going back to that girl's message which also this wasn't what that person was saying but suddenly i've taken it to the playground when i was six years old and made it about like 
testing people. But I think everyone is in that kind of, or gets in, or most people get into that rut of like, I can't, I don't, I haven't thought about text. I haven't thought about anyone but myself. And yet been so consumed by thinking about, like worrying about people and blah, blah, blah. It's not that the thoughts aren't there and the intention to text and connect is there, but actually doing it in this big 2020 when everything is so demanding, like life feels very demanding. You almost centre yourself in that way that you think, oh my God, if no one has texted me, it's because that they don't like me, blah, blah, blah. And it's not even anything to do with you. People haven't texted you for so many reasons that they've been rushing about or they're depressed mm. or anything. There's just things going on. And 99% of them aren't about you. Yeah, to be honest, probably none, none of it is about what kind of friend or how high you rank in their life. It's sometimes just difficult to get to a phone. And there's that idea that people that don't make an effort, people that don't reach out to you, fuck them. Like it, they don't matter. Mm. And it's like, actually, you're, you're really centering yourself. And I do think there is truth in that if people don't, if it's not a balanced relationship, yeah, it can be really difficult, but things do give and take we said in another episode about like diamonding if you'd be prepared to diamond mm. lucy sheridan our queen's saying and it's the idea that you will sort of ebb and flow with your friends you will move further apart and then you'll come together imagine a diamond draw a diamond with your hands you'll go away then you'll come together plum bob if you will <laughs> yes if you will <laughs> And I think that is stunning. Like you're not always going to be, sometimes the give and take will not be completely equal. Sometimes it'll be more from one person, sometimes it'll be less from the other person. And it's fine, as long as there is balance there. Do you think, I was going to ask you, how balanced are your friendships? And I thought, let me take it further. Do you think our friendship, mine and your friendship is balanced? I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> you could see the guy in my, the test goes across my face. I get excited. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of you walking across. <laughs> will she will she move out the way? Will she stand there? I would totally be the person that stands there and doesn't move though. Yeah, you would. I bet, what are you doing? If anything, and, you, and you'd, yeah, you'd walk off to all your friends and be like, what the fuck is that girl doing? <laughs> fucking freak. I'd go, did you just fucking see that girl just walked into me? Psycho. <laughs> I actually probably would just stay there and be like, are you all right? Like kind of. You'd stay there to prove a point. <laughs> you know, well, I'm not moving. It would turn into a competition. <laughs> Who moves first? Who can stay there for longer? <laughs> fuck yeah do you think our friendship is balanced do i think we're balanced yeah i think we're pretty balanced do you yeah but where do you think we're not balanced go on spit it out let me think <laughs> we're all friends here spill the beans i'm really trying to think by the way my dog is on my lap so if you hear snoring it's it's not me it's little aussie even though i am tired it's my dog i just can't bear to get rid obviously not get rid of him i just mean put him in a different room not put him down <laughs> Put him down is why I heard that. <laughs> Don't put him down, please. <laughs> Do I think we're balanced? I think we're balanced in the way that there are definitely moments where one of us needs the other one more than the other one in that when one of us is struggling, they'll be the one sort of crying on the phone. And if the other one's struggling, they'll be the one kind of crying on the phone. There'll be times when it's out of balance, but it's kind of balanced. It's harmonious. If we're kind of the scales. Yeah, yeah if we're yeah. going to do a Libra thing, it's there is balance there. I don't know. Am I talking shit? What about you? <laughs> no, but how do you think we're not balanced? Just in the way that we come from different perspectives often. Like it's rare that, I think we've said this before, it's rare that Sefi and I will be in the same like mood in the sense that I'll be feeling so fucking melancholy and Sefi will be really manic. <laughs> and then we kind of level each other out. And then my high will come crashing down and you'll be level. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be trying to kind of be logical with you. I remember something that your boyfriend once said about us, which I think is so fucking true. And this mm. is what I mean by we're in 
balance in that we're not always coming from the same energy. Our behaviours are different. Our perspectives are the same, but our actions can be really different. Or the way that our kind of impulses, like your impulse is to be very slow, my impulse is to be very fast. And I think both are weird and we need to, and that (laughs) creates balance. Yeah. Both are very not productive and together we come together to create something. But I think your boyfriend said something when he saw us at a talk. Um, He was like, when you're up here, she's down here. And when she's up there, you're down there. And we we just kind of level each other out. And somehow our energies kind of balance in some weird kind of way. Yeah. I think we're balanced in that way, in that we're very similar, but very different at the same time. Do you think we're balanced? Yeah, I do. I just thought maybe maybe you had something to say. <laughs> you made me go on this whole, when I'm up here, you're down here, just to get a yes back. Are you mad? What do you take me for? It's kind of girlfriend sends paragraphs and paragraphs and get a question mark back. Yeah, no, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah, agree. you just liked my response. Yeah, I did. Double tap, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that worked. <laughs> I'm like, prepare to diamond. No, but it's true. We do, yeah. Sefi is very like, um, well, there's just lots of ways that we're different. Like, Sefi's very turbo and I'll come in with the patience and make you rethink mm. something. And we just, I'd come and drain your energy all the time. Like, we... <laughs> <laughs> So I asked on the stories, what makes you feel lonely? Because I just thought, I want to trigger you, obviously. I'm just here to attack. Yeah, I love this. At all times. And I just loved this that somebody said. They said, not being anyone's quote unquote best friend or number one priority. Yeah. And I thought that was such a universal thing, especially when you're younger. I feel like, again, like everyone put a tweet out that was like, I'm I'm always second best. Yeah. Like I'm never anyone's like first choice. I'm never anyone's priority. Yeah, yeah. With that kind of thought that everybody has. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. I don't know if you do. I think it's that you find the evidence for what you choose to believe. Oh, okay. One of our classic things that everyone will always feel that they're never anyone's whole priority. But... Who do you think you are? You should be your own priority. I know it's so fucking Mm -hmm. classic, so stupid and all of these things and everyone's rolling their fucking eyes. But you will never be anyone's first priority because we've literally evolved to prioritise self-preservation at all times. That you're never going to be someone's first priority because it will either be them or their children. This shit's biological, guys. Mm -hmm. It's so true. That's not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say, but that is genius and really true. Mm. But I thought you were going to say it's all ego anyway. Yeah, it is all ego. Why do you need to claim some to be somebody's priority? Mm. That doesn't mean anything. And like, why should you be? Yeah, it's an, it's a really unhealthy amount of mm. pressure to put on someone. Imagine if I said to you... I need you to be my number one. Yeah, I need to be your absolute number yeah. one priority. It's like, well, actually, no, my, my health is my first <laughs> priority. Like, it's kind of like, I've actually got a lot on right now. Yeah, yeah. I also had a whole moment yesterday. This actually really relates. Mm. I mean, considering that we're talking about loneliness, I'm in a place right now. I'm in Portugal. You're very isolated right now. Very isolated place. But I think it would be a place where loneliness would potentially thrive. I actually we did do an episode before about loneliness and I actually just think I'm just not someone that is prone to that feeling when I'm on my own but I am definitely in groups of people that I don't like Mm. but I had a moment where I well I was dancing around my room quite a crazy moment listening to some music real dancing I make a point of doing that every single day by the way yeah I do it loads it's actually so healthy and I had also had some of my little weed I have my sort of weed potion yeah some amazing concoction I actually kind of want you to bring some back I really want to bring it back but I don't 
obviously can't bring it on the plane, but it is so good. The bum hole? <laughs> would you do that for me? How balanced is our relationship? <laughs> I'd do it for you. No, I'm joking, I wouldn't. Would I go to a Portuguese jail for you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's um kind of a weed tincture, a potion that was brewed specially for me. And I was had some of that and I was really dancing around my room and I was just thinking that's quite mad <laughs> yeah really mad yeah is this relatable guys is this relatable the relatable content you wanted <laughs> relatable content i wasn't dancing but i was having a little you know you were grooving around <laughs> I was honestly grooving having a groove <laughs> <laughs> when i say dancing i don't mean i was doing the macarena in my room i mean i was just you know getting on with my business having a <laughs> I was like, hey, Margarina, hey. <laughs> um, I mean, I was just, you know, tidying up, doing a little dance. You were doing the work this out high school musical <laughs> two choreography. How do we get from the top of the world to the bottom of the heap? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Dum, 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 dum. Bing. A little bit of butter, a little bit of sugar. <laughs> no, I just like tidying up, blah, blah, blah. And I was really just thinking, you have got to be your own best friend mm. really nuts but I was really like in my mind thinking you cannot be waiting for like all this stuff and that you have you've got to do this with someone you've got to do this no you actually have just got to cut the crap and be your own person mm-hmm. like I think so much of the suffering in life is the search for like oh my god well I can share this with this and I can share that and then I can do all of these things that like, actually no fuck fuck that scrap that and you actually have just got to be your number one gal so true y- yeah you literally have to be otherwise you'll just succumb to doing what the world wanted you to do yeah and I do think so much of what we chat about and so much of what we chat about on here is the kind of unlearning process that comes with realizing that you've spent a lot of time dumbing yourself down making yourself smaller making yourself quieter in order to what fit in and still no one liked you it didn't work so you may as well do what the fuck you want yeah it's that classic thing like no matter what you do people are gonna have something to say about you so you may as well just do whatever you feel like it seems so simple like you hear it from a young age you've got to be your own best friend you've got to be your own person like you've got to mm. rely on yourself or whatever it seems so simple but i think <laughs> it took the weed potion for me to realize <laughs> for it to really hit heavy <laughs> and now i just think about it, it's not really that big a revelation because i've always it took some kenny ortega choreography <laughs> to get it out of you <laughs> like i've always actually had that i, I ideology anyway mm. but it really hit in the way that it's like fuck this is a scam this this whole thing is a fucking scam you've really only got yourself and no matter what kind of trauma and shit and bad situations that get thrown at you you're actually just in there like the the voice that's in there the skin that you're in is, is always there unless you die and then no one's there <laughs> it sounds like i'm deep in the potion right now <laughs> she's under the influence <laughs> But I was just really thinking, it's like, actually, fuck, because I knew we were talking about loneliness. And it's just like, actually, loneliness is a fucking scam because you're actually not alone. There's always someone in there. Your multiple personalities that I have, you're always in there. Yeah. Unfortunately, for most of us, the person who's always in there is being so hard on ourselves. Is is constantly being like, you're no one's priority. Yeah, that's the problem. No one's messaging you. Why are you isolating yourself? Blah, 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 blah. The constant... Your inner critic. Yeah, your inner critic is just constantly kind of berating yourself. And your inner self is sometimes a fucking arsehole absolutely but that's what i mean by be your own best friend in that i would never speak about you the way i speak about myself it's the thing of if i said to you you're not working hard enough you're a little cunt <laughs> i would yeah you're looking rough today you're looking fucking rank <laughs> yeah. i would just never 
yeah but the way you speak about yourself it's like actually that you've got to cut the crap you've got to cut the crap and just get on with who you are yeah sorry ozzy has really come up to the microphone he like really wants to pipe up he's got something to say and now this is a message directly from ozzy <laughs> to all the chihuahuas out there so in terms of kind of me be- saying i'm crazy dancing around my room or whatever doing the macarena in my room i do think so much of the loneliness that people experience and people were saying on the stories comes from like a sense of not feeling whole and not feeling at peace with yourself and kind of like you can have fun with yourself and you saying that you dance around your room like what are some ways that you kind of think people can Mm. you know experience kind of fun with themselves I feel like people don't have fun with themselves at all I feel like this is pointing to quite a sexual I don't mean that. I mean, people don't spend time with themselves. They, they don't know what to do with themselves. It's like they just need something else Yeah, that's so true. I do think dancing around your room is a good one. I think listening to a podcast is a good one, actually. And I'm not just... Yeah, same. That's like, that is a really shameless plug. No, I completely agree, though. The amount of people that send us those memes that are like, me talking to all my friends, but really it's the podcast that I listen to every week, is so fucking true. And I think if you have, n- not necessarily us, but someone... The problem is I, I think this I asked on the story does social media make you feel more or less lonely yeah they said it makes them feel worse <laughs> and I haven't actually checked but I think that's mainstream social media yeah I think when you find people online that you I'm, I'm doing this thing really consciously now where if I follow someone I really think like on, on Instagram specifically if I find someone and I think All right, I'm gonna follow you or like, okay, I want to keep you on my radar for whatever reason. I'm inspired by you. I think you look good. I think you talk about interesting things, blah, 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 blah. I'm really consciously thinking, am I jealous of you? Before I hit follow, am I jealous of you? I love that. Am I inspired by you? Am I jealous of you? Because if I'm jealous of you, I'm not hitting follow and I'm going to forget your username and you'll disappear into the void and I'll never return to you. You've got to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Until I'm not jealous of you any longer. But I think that there, there are so many people I feel like I'm at a good place with social media now where I have like kind of a handful of people, not a lot of people, like influencers, whatever, that I feel really connected to in a way that makes me feel like me. So I hope that we are that for some of you. Yeah. The way that I view social media is that all these people kind of represent different facets of myself or different facets that I would like to be more like or that I bleed into in some way. Lean into. Yeah. And I think that that's how it should be used in that we might sort of symbolise some kind of thing, some sort of facet of humanity that people are like wanting to get a bit more out of or can align themselves with. That's why you should follow, not because we make you feel bad in any way. We might be triggering people, which would be awful, but... We do roast them in every <laughs> every chance we get. We're like, you are lonely. But, but And lots of different things. But I, I also think I could look at... If I was in a lonely point in my life, I could look at Sephi and Wing or X, Y and Z, people online and think, God, I wish I had that or I wish you know I'm feeling lonely and I don't I'm Mm. not talking to anyone in the way that we are talking right now for an hour and it's very intense it's funny because I was gonna say like since the last time that we touched on loneliness I feel like I feel quite differently yeah definitely maybe over lockdown or just as I get older just in life I feel like at the moment I find myself more often than before looking around my life and feeling like 
there are lots of parts of me that aren't reflected in the people that I'm surrounded with. Do you get what I mean? And so it's like, yeah, I do feel lonely in that way in the sense that there are so many things that I am or that I think about or that take up my consciousness and that I would love to, I don't know, have in my life. When I look around at the people that I'm surrounded, I have, I mean, I have amazing people. Mm, you do. You have one really amazing person. <laughs> one in particular my boyfriend <laughs> my dog was he? and someone else said let me find the message i loved this one in particular because i love that they, they said this is going to sound incredibly cocky but i really think i outgrew a lot of my friends i don't even think i'm at a point where i'm outgrowing my friends but just in a sense that and lots of you were saying similar things is just uh, i think i'm someone that other people think that they are connecting with me but i am quite unimpressed by them yeah. which is horrible no 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 it's not though but I think I had a bit of a shock for example when I went to uni I thought I would meet loads of people that kind of thought like me and were interested in things like me and and I just kind of felt like I met a, the majority of people I met at uni were fucking assholes I honestly think 80% of maybe even more yeah. 80% of people were and it, I think it just put things into perspective I think it's because there's such um a privilege at uni yeah exactly and I just don't really I've, I don't know if I've said before on the podcast but I kind of feel like I kind of in my past life I was a real kind of um peasantry like like kind of I had 10 children and I had to feed them bowls of brown and like like no matter what privileges I've had and any anything like no matter what I will continue to have I just find that life I think the people that I've seen that have the most money have the least friendships and the most empty lives yeah they have really empty lives and I just find that really sad Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
And I just think I'm at a point in life where I'm thinking, I'm, I'm kind of looking around like, I kind of want you lot, you listening. I want to look around my life and see you, but I can't, I have to get to you on my phone. Do you get what I mean, Seppi? Completely. Yeah, I completely get that. I definitely think loneliness is more nuanced than if you're happy within yourself, then you're happy in, in life, then you're surra- then you're endlessly abundant. I don't think that is- I've never been happier in myself. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the hardest things is that I agree that things have completely changed since we recorded our last episode on loneliness is that one of the saddest things is that the more you become yourself often the less you have around you Mm. because the less people not even can keep up but the less people have the same beliefs as you because the more you keep learning and learning the same people aren't learning at the same pace or they're learning different things yeah but it's kind of Aaron Burr it's kind of um every proclamation guarantees free ammunition for your enemies. enemies it's kind of why taylor swift doesn't want to speak out about politics because you're going to alienate half of your audience even though that half of your audience are fucking assholes and you wouldn't want them anyway the more you speak out about things that you believe in or the more you become i guess closer to who you are yeah you're you're niching down and you're getting to people who are really connected to you but you lose a lot in the process and the more people hate you yeah absolutely that's the thing that's why i liked that person's message because she said i, I don't mean to sound arrogant but also like I'm outgrowing people and I don't think it is arrogant at all because I think the people that you think you're outgrowing probably also think they're outgrowing you absolutely or they think you have become an arsehole they yeah. think oh my god what an idiot but it's not even about um a smugness it's not personal so do you think we go through waves of loneliness in life? Yeah, I think so. It's not only about like feeling okay within yourself, but it's about also who you're surrounded by. It's not even a case of whether there are more people around you, then you feel less lonely. And if there are less people, then you feel more lonely. Because I, I actually feel mm. that it can be quite opposite for me in that sometimes when I'm around lots of people constantly, a lot of people that I don't like say. The difference between you becomes more extreme when you're confronted with it. It becomes so transparent. And I think, God, I am more alone here because I just don't relate. Yeah. Because I think it's not even about having like loads of people in your life. Because we had a thing on the story that was saying, is it about quality or quantity? And obviously everyone, quality, quality, quality. It's the simplest trick in the book. But does that reflect reflect reality? There is definitely an idea that we all think, oh yeah, quality over quantity, but also have the quantity of, of acquaintances definitely. is definitely seen as a needed thing. I agree. I think people, even when they think they've got to a point where they don't give a shit about what anyone thinks of them, is probably the point in their life where they're performing the most. It's so hard to not give a shit. It's so hard to live authentically and not give a fuck. There's no blueprint for that. We haven't really seen a blueprint for that. Or the only blueprints we've seen of that are women that are looked at as looked at as mental. Yeah, burn at the stake. Yeah, we've seen them die for this. Women that don't give a shit and blah 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 and are independent are looked at as maniacs by society. So you obviously don't really want to emulate that. So another message that I really, really, really loved, there were so many, but this is another one that stood out to me, um, talking about fake friends and almost a way to avoid that loneliness feeling of you're in a group and you just feel like, fuck these guys. Who the fuck are these people? Yeah. Yeah. Or just when you find yourself surrounded by a load of fake fake people and you're like, oh, Jesus oh. Christ, what have I done to myself? Which I think that is one of the main causes of loneliness. It's not even like, I have no one to text. It's like, shit, I'm texting fake people which is what miles worse. I'm with the wrong people. Yeah, it's so true. So freaking true. Yeah, so they said- Take it away. <laughs> they said, I do a full screening before befriending people, even my acquaintances. 
And I think a full screening is exactly what is necessary. I think that is clever, clever, clever. I'd love to see her tactics. Yeah, so true. Have you ever done that? Like a a kind of, okay, well, if you're going to be my friend, I need to kind of... I think I am like one of those people that's really... Like, I don't really consciously screen. Like, I don't go through like a process with people. Yeah. It's rare that I'll meet someone and be like, yeah, you can come right in. Come on in and get to know all my shit. Yeah. Oh my God. I will not even keep people at a distance like I'm really nice and friendly (laughs) like I'm very warm with people I think that's the problem it takes a while for me to feel like you have to kind of prove yourself and me to you as well like I'm not an amazing friend like I'm kind of very absent not to me I'm like are you (laughs) it's not to you I'm knocking on your door every day like can I hear your voice couldn't be more present (laughs) (laughs) but I just don't and I'm not I'm not fussed about the numbers. And I've also been always one of those people where it's like you have a lot of people around you, but then even within that group, you'll have like the one or two that's like really kind of you're going to die for them. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully you don't have to. (laughs) But like it's all out, like very much on the same team. And I think it's very rare that I keep, I mean, there's a handful of people on my team. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes when you think the people are on your team, it will keep shifting (sighs) continuously. And we know. some. You might think someone is on your team but really they were just on their own team really no they they were playing on the opposite team that is probably really common it's probably just the most common thing ever so common i definitely think with screening people it's not a conscious thing of like okay i'm gonna go through your social media and track down your ex-boyfriend do i want to be friends with this person i think it is more of a conscious or it could be more of a conscious thing but i think life and moving through with just relationships in general is just a constant act of screening of just you are weighing up are you worth having are you trustworthy like i see the way you speak about your other friends that's a process of screening i don't want to be in that club of someone that you talk about in that way Mm -hmm. the way that you engage with people is a permanent act of screening of like okay well i'll keep you at a distance okay you can come in a bit and you know just a natural way of like letting your boundaries down putting them up is just relationships very true yeah i completely completely agree have you ever let someone in and then been like oh that's too much need to get you back out a bit always always after all this time always (laughs) with me you're thinking god i'm pretty deep in now (laughs) how am i gonna get this one out with my personality people often think oh my god we're, we're getting so deep into conversation and i've had it quite a few times where i'm talking to someone and they go my god we always just get in such deep conversations don't we and i think did we was that like did yeah. we like i'm so sorry yeah but that yeah. was small talk i'm so sorry um that we were on different levels but that was not a deep conversation i think maybe it's because that kind of conversation is boring about oh, like blah, blah 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 and i would rather get into kind of like how did you feel when your parents left you like kind of yeah proper conversation like I, I just think that is real meaty like stuff and then i think that kind of gives people the illusion that we're we're close whereas that to me I think both of us have it. That to us is just normal conversation, probably enhanced by the fact that we go pretty deep every week with a load of strangers <laughs> yeah. on, on the internet. Yeah. I think people think it's like, God, we just get into these conversations as if that's kind of our special connection. It's like, wow, we do this together. It's like, we really don't. We really don't. To them, it's really bonding. Yeah, so it's the idea that you're kind of really open and really blah, 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 blah. And people therefore interpret that as vulnerability of like, you are an open book, but it's like, actually, no, I'm a pretty closed book but I'm happy to talk about those conversations because those aren't secrets to me I think I'm similar in the way that I I make people feel yeah, yeah. like they can tell me anything and I haven't said a thing you're a scammer 
I'm a, I'm a big time scammer. I'm a master manipulator. Yeah. But I didn't mean to. But also I did mean to because I want you to like me and I want you to feel like you can trust me, which you can for the, for the most part until I come to roast you on my podcast. <laughs> when we, when I've been engaging in just like, to be honest, just conversation, basic standard conversation and other people have interpreted that as like a meaningful, deep conversation that I've found myself with people thinking they're closer to me and kind of divulging info that I just mm. don't want to hear. Like it's just, it's just too much for the closeness of, for how close they are to me. They're not in my inner circle and it's like, Jesus, okay. So yeah, I definitely think I've had to have boundaries of like, okay, let's keep people at bay. The problem with keeping people at bay is often we're in situations where we're at uni and we're living with people or or we're working with people, yeah. we're going to see them every day, we're going to school with someone, blah, 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 blah. Or the friendship has been established for so many years, lots of people saying things like that. It's like when some, when it's been established that you both know what to expect from this relationship, but for some reason you are wanting to push them out slightly, that's so hard to navigate. But I think it comes down to ultimately choosing yourself, don't you? Because that's the only choice. It's either you choose them or you just choose yourself and and move on i think it's about prioritizing your own journey like i know that sounds so woohoo but it's like you may have a special bond to a friend like i have a special bond with you (laughs) so we kind of think okay we're on the same journey like we must be totally aligned at all points but always think the same yeah but there'll be points where we'll there'll be points where we'll stray from each other and do different things as well Mm -hmm. but it's about prioritizing your own journey and realizing that it's not always gonna align well also i think it's about going back to the ego thing of wanting them to have their own journey as well i think when you are actually in a real balanced friendship with someone or real balanced relationship with someone you start to think less about whether they are prioritizing you and whether they're your number one and whether you can claim them and more about kind of if they're okay if they're having a good time yeah if there's something you can do for them those sorts of things to make it like a real and productive relationship yeah totally because otherwise you're just centering yourself in the thing of like why haven't they messaged me and you haven't thought that oh well actually they've it was the anniversary of something traumatic that happened in their life recently they've got a full and complex life way beyond your existence yeah people are busy and people aren't centering you in their lives and they're on their own hashtag journey they're on their own path but I also think there was something, this came up quite a lot, that people were saying that they have kind of special bonds to people that they met at a certain po- point in their lives, i.e. the first person they met at university, they have a special connection with that person and it's almost like they can't let them go because it's like, oh my God, we met at this time or the first person I met at primary school and therefore we must be friends forever because you want that narrative. You were bonded in that experience. And I think that definitely happens in like romantic relationships quite a lot of like, we met at this specific point so we must stay together forever you start sharing trauma a shared trauma isn't isn't romance or isn't a bond that's one of the huge things that people were saying of like well we met at this point and then i had this narrative that we'll always be friends and therefore we must fight through this thing i think there's something about mm. letting go for a bit and even if it's not like you have to fall out but it's like you're actually just in different places at the moment losing friends is so traumatic like it is so traumatic or redefining your boundaries with people that were close to you is so traumatic and so heartbreaking like a breakup but it is just a part of life yeah it's a, a full breakup full-on breakup sometimes far more intense than a breakup yeah because you assume they're going to be there forever because i think with romantic relationships you preempt the breakup you're kind of even if you're secure you you think about the fact that this could end and they might not be in your life whereas with a friendship you kind of become friends with someone and never think about how that's going to end yeah i've definitely had like friendship 
quite recently like friendship redefining stuff going on and it is such a trauma Mm. it's such a horrific thing especially when they're like key players in your life and I think there is something about um allowing things to flow in their own way and just like hoping that you can come together again in some way when there have been some like changes that have gone on and not putting this pressure on the idea that you must stay completely aligned at all times on the same path and just knowing that your paths can be parallel but I completely get that it's a fucking lonely feeling when your friendships start breaking down especially if it um is kind of not just fizzling out it's kind of collapsing before your eyes yeah it's a heartbreaking kind of um it is it's literally just like a heartbreaking feeling what's the advice for that just prioritize yourself my advice is communicate because there's nothing worse than replaying a situation in your head where you wished you'd communicated more or you wish oh i wish i could say this to that person i think the key is because i really feel like i'm speaking from the heart yeah but i think it is so painful i think my advice is just be genuine don't let ego get in the way don't let any of those stupid insecurities or jealousy get in the way to speak I heard a bit of advice recently that I really think is so true that it's really easy to feel wronged in your life. Like it's very easy to view yourself as the most innocent person that you have been wronged by the world. And I don't like that because I've got a preoccupation with weakness. Like (laughs) I don't like to feel that anyone has done me wrong and I would rather accept that I'm fully in the wrong. Mm -hmm. But I heard that most um, sort of fallouts or most disagreements, if you just assume whether this is not the case, whether this is the case or not, that if you just assume that it's 50-50, that you are 50% to blame and they are 50% to blame you can kind of work out from there you can kind of see clearly what the fuck-ups were on both ends rather than thinking oh because nothing is as black and white it's a process yeah it's just not as black and white as they fucked up so much or i fucked up so much it's just about viewing it with nuance with clarity Mm. i think that is how you can form foundations even if they are changed forever I agree. I also think with the communication thing, it's, it can be hard in that no matter how prepared and clear and fair you think you're being with your communication, if they are not on the same wavelength, if they're not prepared to meet you in that communication, it, it won't work. And there is only so much you can do with some people with where they are at that moment. Yeah, that's the, almost the point where you not give up or like pack it in, but just kind of think... Let the universe take its course, yeah. Yeah, because if you're if you're going and going and going and they, are, they just cannot see it halfway and they will not meet you with communication, I mean, that surely is one of the most painful things because you are giving and it's just not being received in any way. Well, sometimes no matter how much you try to reason with someone, they can't see your perspective like they will refuse to see and that is a very isolating experience particularly when that person was very like fundamental in your life it's sad isn't it i think there are going to be lots of people though listening thinking like god Mm, this is very relevant (laughs) so so true relatable content life is fucking a heavy thing (laughs) you know what i was watching last night living with yourself you know that paul rudd thing came out fucking yonks ago no oh yeah i do know that where there's two of him and is selena gomez in that no selena gomez is in the other thing with him which is called something about something about sadness or like a caring fundamentals of caring i think fundamentals of caring yeah yeah, random. I never watched that. Weird duo. Really random. Yeah, really weird. Paul Rudd and Selena Gomez. Even weirder duo, Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd. Yeah, exactly. Really the crossover no one asked for. In Living With Yourself. But there was a line in it where he, someone's talking to him and they go, so, life, huh? And he's just like, 
Yeah, I guess, but it's so true. Yeah. Fucking life. Life, huh? And the worst thing about life is everyone's having this life problem attack them and, and no one's communicating it. So we all think that we're having this life problem happen solely to us and we're all on our own, isolated. Well, this is one of the things that I think is so funny, especially with having this podcast, that we get people messaging like, this is going on, like, what should I do? And almost holding us on a pedestal of people that don't um suffer, almost. Like, that we, we mm-hmm. are empowered, therefore we do not suffer and i just want to shatter that all over the fucking ground and say they can't no <laughs> yeah literally shatter 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 <laughs> i am empowered <laughs> that it's like we are empowered but i think it's empowered to be upset and things like that i want to sma- um, smash to smithereens the idea that we are not struggling in our own whatever it's like we don't we totally have insecurities we totally have egos we we're fucked as well guys yeah so true i've been thinking about that a lot recently of this is good this takes it really dark but i've i've been thinking about how we show how we present we've had a lot of um (laughs) input some unwanted input about how we present with sephian wing um and the things that we're showing versus the reality and etc etc and i i mean sephian knows i've been so over the course of the rebrand i've been so fucked Like, I've got some sort of major health condition that we won't get into. She's in major pain right now. She needs to get to A&E ASAP. I'm in severe pain. I'm dosed up. Like, if you think I've been weird, honestly, same. And I've been thinking about how... I mean, so I haven't really been on social media in the same way. And I've been thinking about my absence because that's just a joke in itself (sighs) is that I think I'm important enough that I'm absent now as if anyone's noticed. But also in the way that I'm fucking post, post, posting relaunch videos of us like chit-chatting, everything great. Literally when I'm like fucking high as a kite in chronic pain. (laughs) Yeah. Dose up like bed bound, like crying, like haven't stopped crying, haven't slept a wink, haven't slept in two weeks. Like, and yet no one would know because social media is fake so it's just madness and so i i think a lot as well about i would love to know what you guys think and Tuffy, i would love to know what you think because i think you and i have different perspectives on this as as well in like whatever we both have nuanced views because we're human beings but i always love someone online more actually i love people more when i see them cry when i see them be real when i feel like they've been open this is why i try and get people to be open with me when you feel like you know them and you can see yourself in them when i feel like they've let me in exactly not to be dark but ariana grande what made me like her i hate to say it but anyone remember manchester yeah seeing her in a state Seeing this trauma happen to her and the way that she then handled herself and the way that she just came back from that with her sadness, but very empowered and very strong. I, I, do I like Ariana Grande because I like Ariana Grande or do I like her because I saw her say no tears left to cry and I thought, yeah, I've been crying too. Now I love you. Yeah. Do I like you or do I like myself when I'm projecting myself onto you? And this is what I say about you guys listening. Do you like us or are you seeing the parts of yourself in us and so you think you like us but you actually just like yourself well for example with ariana grande you see an aspirational version of your own suffering so you see (laughs) god you see someone that's sad and you see someone that is a bit fucked up like all humans are but you see them do it with a very long stunning ponytail and a very little outfit and you think oh well she's doing it stunningly but i don't think that's what makes me like her no i don't think it's she's doing it stunningly (laughs) you like the sadness yeah, I, I'm drawn to people's 
inner like workings like people's sadness totally yeah and when influencers get on and when like a fucking youtuber will put up like a 20 minute video and, it, and they start crying halfway through because they've been having such a hard time and they're struggling and they're like i didn't know if i should post this i used to always think why would you not post this everyone needs to see this i love it so i love it love it love it i want to see it blah 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 but then half the other half the other people are like this is so self-indulgent and i just i think as i've gotten older i've realized that i think differently to those people and that people think that it's self-indulgent to just talk about the realities of life I just I, I get how influencers can be self-indulgent 100% but I, I just always think people sharing their sadness is the most important thing about life and I, I was just shocked to find out that not everyone I don't know I don't know I completely agree I 100% love this is why my, I'm on a new Emma Chamberlain kick and I love her podcast more than anything because it's kind of just an hour and a half of her rambling about how sad she is to be honest and i love it because it's so human and it's so like just fascinating also she's just so charismatic you can just hit listen to her talk for hours that's just a promo for emma chamberlain <laughs> as if no one's heard of her type in e m m a she's really small <laughs> underground influencer <laughs> but um yeah i completely agree i love hearing about people's struggles because you can see a bit of yourself in it and you can see okay so they had a very similar thing that means i can get through it as well in that way but i also think from the perspective of our performance in that way or the performance of having some kind of platform and then feeling that you have to place like all of your stuff on there rather than just like you know the the palatable bits of like okay here's us talking as friends like for example on the day of the rebrand you were in chronic pain i fucking facetimed my sister at the end of the night crying and she was like oh god you would never think this from instagram and it's like yeah no you wouldn't would you Mm. because it's all a lie and it isn't a lie because this is real it's just a part of it yeah it's just a part of being a human being it's not a lie but it's not representative like to think it's representative is so wrong well it's not a lie but it's not the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth because how can you give the whole truth of your literally your 23 years of life on an hour a week you can't but I think also going back to Ariana Grande it's not because I see the sadness and think that it's aspirational that world is so inherently formulaic and fake that her sadness was nothing but real and that feels like a breath of fresh air and I just think I just navigate this world constantly looking for realness. Yeah. Also, I'm not the realest person ever. I'm absolutely not. I just crave real, 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 real. Re- reality. Authenticity. Because I just think, yeah, we're all fucking fake. And I just, I would rather honestly have absolutely nothing and no one than be fake. Than be or be surrounded by fakeness. Be surrounded by fake. That is one of the most lonely and isolating feelings of all time, realising that the life you've built around you is made of fucking dust. Like it is just yeah. not there. And there are no strong foundations to it. That's what I mean by I don't feel lonely necessarily on my own. And I feel lonely when I'm in a group of people that I just think this is fucking vapid. This is so false. And that doesn't mean to say my friends are like that. But you know, when you just look around, you just think, what is this? when you find yourself in those groups yeah when you somehow stumble into a group and you just think fucking hell get me out of here this is awful and yeah i think that's why we do strive for um we do seek authenticity in kind of public figures and youtubers and ariana grande and lady gaga's documentary which changed my life for some reason i have no stake in lady gaga 
don't have really many feelings about her. When I watched that documentary, I was in love. Yeah. Same as Demi Lovato. It's every documentary I watch where I see a bit of reality. Yeah. Oh, there's celebrity documentary. Katy Perry getting dumped before she goes up on stage with her fucking cream pie boobs. Life changing. Fucking microphone in hand. Oh. To be honest, to see the humanity in people that you think of as cartoons. Yeah. Life changing. Or that people that have to conform with perfection. Such a facade. Yeah. Especially as we've got little cartoon figures. When you listen to this, you're seeing our mm. little cartoon figure faces. Potentially, it could be this kind of cartoonish idea of female empowerment, of living your amazing life. And actually, the reality is, it's a fucking journey. And it's that's a big part of it. Yeah, it's a fucking journey. There, there are bits that are really great. But it's not all pretty. And there are bits that are really not great. And it's about trying to find a way that in this fucked up world, you can have empowerment you can have you can feel good about yourself and not lean into kind of nightmarish situations by going for a toxic boy and things like that something i actually wanted to talk about i put on the story and asked do you often feel lonely 76 percent of people said yes i wasn't surprised then i asked are your friends lonely yeah i thought this was an interesting question from you and only 58 percent of people said yes Don't you find that interesting? Yeah, I do. Because it just shows that perception is everything. We think that we're the only ones feeling sad. And also it's funny because it's like, you voted. I'm lonely, but my friends are not lonely. But your friend who also listens voted that they are lonely, but you are not lonely. I was literally going to say, yeah. It's just so funny. Yeah. It's just classic, isn't it? But the way that we isolate ourselves, but it's not intentional. It's just because society made us feel like we're alone. We have to suffer in silence, kind of things have to be private. And yet we all complain about the way that social media is so curated and like only a celebration and a highlight reel of the positives. But it's like, yeah, but none of us want to share the negatives because we've been made to feel like we can't and we've been made to feel that it's embarrassing and to be honest if someone went around sharing the negatives it would be straight in a group chat getting slandered they'd be getting slated it's embarrassing apparently exactly it's like just now we've just said oh we're we're not perfect and everyone's like oh well they're not interesting now they're not perfect and it's like oh god okay yeah i would love to know let us know if you're drawn to kind of an more authentic thing or you just want a performance because i totally go for different go to different people if i want authenticity or if i want a performance Mm. and maybe we fall into the performance category even if i wanted a before even if i came to someone from a performance i would never say no to something authentic and sad and real not that all things that are authentic are sad i get that happiness is also authentic but do you get what i mean i think even if i signed up to someone because i thought they were so aspirational and perfect them saying oh, i've really been struggling i would never be mad about it yeah. i would never think oh so self-indulgent of you i think yeah too right you're a human being of course you feel down sometimes what what did you, you thought i thought that you were perfect that's embarrassing <laughs> god like you thought everyone here thought you never get sad that's embarrassing like of course you do mm, i think i've thought that people think we're great which we are <laughs> We know the reality, but it's just hard to accept, I think. We had a great um, revelation the other day. You said this, actually, and it was so stunning. We were on the phone and we were talking. I don't even know if you remember this, but we were like, remember that. It's so good. I do remember. Is it because I was drunk? I got basically got drunk to numb the pain. <laughs> when i say it's getting bad like we phoned erin was kind of drunk calling me at like kind of 11 i was watching the walking dead i was like i won't say no to a phone call right now (laughs) we were talking about jealousy (laughs) 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 this is what our drunk calls are about they're not about oh my god did you see that fucking that guy just like we're like so let's discuss the topic of jealousy (laughs) 
off air. Off but air. I think it is, it's important for us to talk about things and get on the same page without an audience, just so we can get out yeah, all exactly. the shit and then deliver kind of refined, polished shits on here. Yes, exactly. And also it's like, we do have a friendship other than recording. So we do yeah. actually just talk in life anyway. And we were talking about jealousy and we were talking about, I mean, do you want to say your amazing point? No, no, you say it. Well, you said that it's like, it's not even jealousy that is toxic. It's the shame around jealousy that makes it toxic. Because if you could just say to your friend, I am jealous of you, that in itself is not inherently toxic. It's not destroying. But what makes it worse? That's a problem we can solve. We can unpack that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so human. It's so human. What makes it problematic and what kills friendships and kills dynamics, essentially, is when someone is feeling jealous and they don't say anything and they place shame and shame and shame upon themselves and it comes out in lashes and bites Mm. and like big old fucking crocodiles like, ah, you... Mm you did this and it's like that is actually what kills something rather than i'm feeling jealous of this thing that's just happened it's like okay well i felt jealous of you because of this thing and yeah let's just get to the other side of it you can talk and you can fix things it's so true so true if i do say so myself it's it's so clever and i think that is exactly the problem with i mean we say it all the time miscommunication is the fucking apocalypse and we don't say that itself but we say that miscommunication does not help communication is everything i reckon people like jealousy is just one thing like you can be jealous of someone and not realize that you're jealous because you're just feeling kind of a bit resentful and just down in yourself and you're just a bit angry and bitter and so if you actually took it this is why people need to take a second and actually take stock of their own feelings if you thought for a second like okay why am i feeling this way just interrogate that for literally two seconds you might come to the conclusion that it's because of jealousy and then bring it up It's about refining your emotions and your feelings. So if you think, I was annoyed because that person copied my outfit or something like that. Okay, so you were annoyed. Were you angry? Then you take it to the next level. Okay, I was angry. Why was I angry? Because I wanted to wear that. Oh, okay, I was jealous. Like you can distill things further. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to make sure that I was seen in it when I went to that thing and that guy that I know who's going to be there, blah, blah, blah. It always comes back. To be honest, to ego. Most of the problems that come up in relationships and come up with even loneliness, fake friends, all of this stuff that we're talking about today, (laughs) it does come down to our big fat egos that we just want to be perceived as the best. We just want to be liked. We just want to be the most liked, but liked above everybody else, like kind of placed on a pedestal. But then also you crave authenticity. So you're kind of in this endless loop of wanting to be seen as the best, but also be wanting that real connection. And then it's like, you can't have you can't have both and you're never gonna get it always pick the genuine yeah but it's so true you'll never feel the validation that you're looking for remember that stunning affirmation i've said this to you i I don't think i've said it yeah it's gorgeous i don't think i've said it on the podcast here it is take it away get your notebooks out open the notes app in your phone and write this down and say this to yourself every morning which i mean we do anyway but just say it when i heard this it blew my mind blew my little nut off honestly so it goes and it blew my nut off and then i was listening to an affirmations track and i heard it yeah, when I referred her to it. And it came up. And I was like, oh my God, this is the one. It's meant to be. So you listening to this now is you you mean it. You were meant to hear this. Okay, watch me butcher it. They say, <laughs> some may say, a wise woman once said. <laughs> some woman on a YouTube video once said. Everything that I desire from others, I give to myself right now. Everything that I desire from others. No, you're butchering it. It's It's not that. It's everything that I once desired from others, I give to myself now. Yes. 
crucially now. Now. And in this moment. Now. Right now. In this instance. So it's like you once desired, okay, distill it down. You once desired a boyfriend. Okay, so you desired connection. You desired a feeling of worthiness, love. Okay, so you give that to yourself now. 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 Powerful. You once desired to be a what? size six whatever okay so you felt you wanted to feel comfortable in your body you wanted to feel affirmed you wanted to be desired okay desire yourself right right now now. shivers it's life-changing everything you want all that validation you want from everyone else just give it to yourself now i'll give it to you message us i'll give it to you no get it no no don't get it from us get it from yourself but get it from yourself (laughs) but it really breaks down all of that stuff of everything that you once desired think of what you would see in that mirror of error said what would you once have desired Mm. you're holding the quidditch world cup blah 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 blah. give it to yourself right now but also it's just it stops you wasting time don't you think It, it cuts the crap because you will never get what you desire from others ever Ever. No matter what you've got, you will always want something more, something new, something to something on, on to the next thing. Yeah. Until you just decide to give everything you need to yourself. Oh, stunning. I think affirmations are so powerful. Like they are so cringy. They are so dreadful when you're listening when you're listening to these like YouTube fucking tracks. They're so cringe. If you can move past like the embarrassment of saying out loud, I am resourceful. I am like if you can move past the absolute embarrassment and just hope that fucking no one ever hears you Mm. there is so much power in telling yourself positive things I think it is about rewiring your brain so true I was gonna say we normally do like a affirmation session before the podcast but we didn't today yeah we forgot we fucking sat and just like complained (laughs) about so many things oh my god probably why we're being so negative in this one because usually we even made a point when we were on the phone yesterday probably for the fifth time yeah we were like tomorrow before we record let's go through we'll do a round of gratefulness i think we even said three rounds of gratitude like i am let's make sure we do a gratefulness well should we do it now then on air goodness gracious me on air okay yeah go on we've done it before you said your earrings last time oh yeah we have done it before okay let me get out my book and you can do it with us let me think let me think let me think went for a really nice meal last night was very Yummy food, very nice, very good. What did you eat? What did I eat? It was kind of, well, so I'm in Portugal. There isn't much to eat that's vegan. So this place has two vegan options. That's pretty good. There was tofu or like a vegan sausage. And I weirdly went for the tofu, which I would never Mm. really do um but it was really nice it was kind of like a sort of japanesey vibe i had a black bean black bean black spleen i had a black bean tofu the other day and it was really good yeah so good so good it's just nice when you've been eating kind of portuguese not that yummy food all the portuguese listeners are crying well lisbon and stuff is nice obviously (laughs) i'm in the when i mean the middle of nowhere she's truly in the middle of nowhere yeah i mean i'm in the hills right now she's in midsummer and can i just explain i'm not here on my like my dad lives in like i'm not just kind of in a tent <laughs> this is also my, my family live here okay i'm grateful for i was gonna say one but i feel like i i felt like i needed to make mine better but i oh, know go on you know actually i've got one i'm grateful for my dog yeah i'm grateful for your dog because as boring as it is to hear about other people's dogs I do love my dog, so you have to hear about it, sorry. <laughs> and also just so nice, like, especially when I haven't been feeling well, it's so nice. To, literally, he just wants to, like, cuddle me all day. You know what I realise is quite sad, though? I do this thing where, and I really did it the other day when I, when I was feeling quite 
like that. We've said this before, when you're like hugging your dog or kind of your dog or like your pet, I'll say cat too, well, whatever, your pet, we'll do a big like, <sighs> a sigh. And you kind of say back to them, I know, I know. That's what I say to my dog. The other day he did a big sigh and I went, I know, I know. And I cupped his face and I said, you are my whole world. <laughs> That was when I thought, right, I've taken this too fucking far. It's so embarrassing, the stuff people say to their pets. Looked him in the eye and said, you are my whole Whole world. world. And he said, I don't even know your name. He's I like, don't what the even fuck know did you name, just bitch. say to me? He's like, get dressed, pull yourself together and get out of here. You just give me food. I don't have any feelings about you whatsoever. So anyway, that's my gratefulness. That's why I love people's deluded relationships with their animals. And Absolutely. I have it too with my dog as well. Kind of a complete delusion. Project. Uh, yeah, a complete projection of you are my whole world. And that's how I 100% felt that with my cat, Quentin, specifically. You are my whole world. Um, and he's yeah. thinking, you're my third owner, bitch. Like, I've been rescued loads of times. <laughs> you're nothing to me. <laughs> you're a speck on my timeline. <laughs> Oh my god he's like you call me quentin when you got me your name was snickers from the rescue center but i've had many names here <laughs> bitch stop projecting your love of quentin tarantino onto me I, I have evolved before you and i will evolve after you beyond your time you are nothing to me <laughs> so can you stop projecting your weird um sort of quentin tarantino fetish onto a cat <laughs> i love it i love it i love it yeah we also wanted to start a new thing, didn't we? Yeah, so I think this episode has told us all, well, it's definitely told me, that we should really be vocal about how you feel, I feel. And so I think in the, with the tone, the mood of loneliness, shall we do a thing where we text someone that we were meaning to text send the message that you've been meaning to send, reach out to the person that you haven't been good enough to, et cetera, et cetera. Don't you think? I think so. I think with this new season, I think we want to start a bit more of an active mm. thing. Like we're, we're, It's not enough to be listening to a podcast and just think, yeah, I'm improving myself. But how are we actively yes. doing that? Is in what are you going to do? You're going to listen to an episode on loneliness and you're going to go mope. Like, no, I don't think so. No mope zone. Well, sometimes mope. No mopes. Nope to the mope that is the new <laughs> saying we're saying nope to the mope guys that cuts through my heart as a tried and tested moper as a self-proclaimed moper mope lifestyle the moper of moperville that kind of hurts but yeah i think if we're trying to live this fucking ice cream lifestyle of this new era of Sephi and wing of just like living as ourselves expanding our worlds doing the most and learning we need to be more active so i think we're going to maybe try and we'll feedback next week i think at the end of the episodes we might start a bit of a thing yeah if anyone's still listening where we give you a little challenge do share it on instagram if you see it but shall we both do it ourselves as well that we need yeah. to text someone shotgun i'm texting you <laughs> no it has to be someone and it, also big big preface this is not your opportunity to text the, your ex that no. or some fucking guy that treated you badly yeah this is a chance to text someone that you've been meaning from your heart not from your ego from your heart to reach out to or you think that you're just thinking about them and you need to you want to just say something to them I think let's all fucking do it I love that we're building authentic relationships yeah yeah we're expanding ourselves isn't that nice I don't even have any ideas of what I'm gonna text no but I'm excited to find out not even text you can email them email that's quite good yeah do you know what I mean like it can be a 
it's just a way of reaching out ring them you can do anything go and post a little note through the door message in a bottle anything you want God, that's quite romantic i've got some ideas actually why don't you do that with me why don't you ever send me messages in a bottle kind of give a message to a pigeon and let it come to me carry a pigeon <laughs> for world war two or world war one I. I don't know which one used pigeons let's do that let's all do that so if everyone's thinking now who they're gonna text no toxic people please i really am thinking as if it's homework also you lot can get away with it mm. i have to come yeah. back next week with my answer oh what the fuck i'm gonna say we need we need receipts of what we've done <laughs> also i'd love to see your receipts send them in or better still because we fucking love the promo <laughs> put it on your story because yeah. that oh actually will the person see it and be like why have you put my text on the fucking story you did this for a podcast <laughs> it's all about authenticity <laughs> and then it all comes back to social media curating your highlight reel like, don't put it, well you know they're like why did you share that on your story but what you can do actually is if you enjoyed this podcast please review it as usual and tell your friends so many of you say that you found us through your amazing friends and we've just been complaining about how lonely we are so (laughs) definitely be a good friend pay on the favor and pass us on to someone who you think would love us or is kind of the empowered vibes send them our way we'd love to meet them we truly would we truly or they'd love to meet us you know i'm not i'm not keen to <laughs> expand my circle too much further they we they can have us that'll be fine um i really really hope you've liked this podcast i hope you feel quite seen and heard and i feel a bit seen and heard i feel a bit naked and exposed yeah a bit exposed actually yeah well i hope it pays off anyway we're getting used to it it's all good we're getting used to just being a bit kylie jenner so it's fine <laughs> Right, I need to get out of here before kind of I explode. Okay. Well, you're in like severe pain, so you need to go to sleep. (laughs) Okay, thanks guys. Thanks, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com